Two years ago, during her first full year as governor, Kathy Hochul proposed record levels of spending on New York's roads and bridges. And now that we're in the process of banging out her third budget as governor, we wanted to check in on the commitment to transportation infrastructure for drivers around the Empire State. To do that, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room studio by Mike Elmendorf, president and CEO of the Associated General Contractors of New York State, which represents many of the union and non-union New Yorkers who end up working on our state's capital projects. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Great to be back with you, David. Thank you. Well, before we get to this year's spending on roads and bridges, I want to talk about what the past levels of state spending have meant for the pavement and bridge conditions in New York. And to do that, uh, we're going to turn to the state transportation uh, report that found about 58% of the state highway system, about 22,000 lane miles, were in good to excellent condition in 2022, which represented a a nominal improvement from the year before. And nearly three quarters of the state and local highway bridges uh, were in good to excellent condition in 2022, down slightly from 2021. How should we interpret that data? The question of how we're doing is about conditions, right? People can talk about we're spending record amounts of money. We are. That's true. The governor's capital program that we're now going into the third year of with this budget is a record level of investment. The question is, is it the right level of investment? If you look at the condition reports that the uh, Department of Transportation provided to the legislature late last year, and that's part of a new law that requires them to do that on an annual basis that we supported, you'll see a couple things. First, on bridge conditions, 10 of 11 regions across the state saw their bridge conditions decline in that report. That's something we've never seen before. Bridge conditions don't move quickly, right? They're described as sort of like battleships. They turn slowly. And the fact that you're seeing such decline across the entire state. The one exception was the central New York region. That is a real warning sign. On pavements, you know, you can look at pavements year to year. It makes more sense to look at them over a multi-year span. And over the last five years, we've seen a majority of the state's regions see their pavement conditions decline. So what the conditions are telling us is that the level of investment is not adequate to maintain a state of good repair or even a state of not so good repair, which is which is where we've been, we're seeing decline. And it's not surprising because, you know, as we talked about two years ago and last year, uh, there's two things happening, right? You've got inflation, which has driven up the cost of everything, as everyone listening knows. Uh, it's been no exception for highway and road construction. The Federal Highway Administration says that the inflation index for road construction is 50%. Uh, What we've seen in New York is less than that. Thankfully, it's been sort of in the mid 20%. It might have to do with the fact that there's less substantial construction in the capital program than we might like to see. So the inflationary impact has been less. But that eats a year of the capital program, basically, right? If you've got a 20-something percent increase. The other challenge has been the mega projects. They're great projects like I-81, the Kensington, the Van Wyck. Uh, But these projects are expensive to begin with, and that inflationary impact is magnified, obviously, on a project of that scale. We've seen them costing a lot more than was expected, uh, and the result is that there's less resources available for core DOT needs, which is all the other roads and bridges across the state, that drive those conditions reports. So it's a clear call that there needs to be an additional level of investment here to reverse that decline. Well, coming back to the conditions report, if... 58% of the state highway system is in good to excellent condition. What does that mean for the remaining 42%? Does that mean they're unsafe to drive on, that they're just going to be uncomfortable to drive on? How should we think about those roads? Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's unsafe, right? DOT does a great job 
managing these assets uh, on the local system. The local highway departments do a great job managing these assets. If something is unsafe, they're going to deal with it. Um, what it means is two things. First of all, for roads, you see a lot more potholes. Uh, everybody sees them, right? There's, you know, we've had a, just a couple of snowstorms here in the capital region, and the roads are starting to open up. That's what happens when your roads are in worse condition. And when you allow that to happen, it costs like 16 times more to bring that road back to a state of good repair than if you had just maintained it. Um, on bridges, it's the same thing. If a bridge declines and Again, 10 of 11 DOT regions saw their bridge conditions decline just in the latest DOT uh, conditions report. Costs four to five times more to bring those assets back to a state of good repair. So uh, it means more potholes uh, for drivers, more flat tires, more bent rims, more broken struts, which is a cost. You know, we call it the pothole tax. I think TRIP, the Transportation Research Group, did a report in the last couple of years. I think they're getting ready to release a new one. You know, I think their number was something like the average motorist pays about $716 a year for damage to their vehicle, times lost uh, in, in, in traffic because of poor conditions. Uh, that's a real impact to, to New York families. And at the end of the day, it's just going to cost the taxpayers that much more to finally fix these things, which we all know we're going to have to do. Well, then, turning to this year's budget proposal, how much is Governor Hochul looking to spend on roads and bridges, and how does that compare to the spending levels you think is necessary? So the spending that was proposed in the executive budget is essentially what was programmed into the five-year capital program. There was actually a cut for the local systems because last year the legislature added $100 million in additional funding for local roads and bridges, um, and uh, that was not carried forward in the executive budget. So... The last couple of years, we've been fighting hard for a state of good repair number, which is north of $2 billion additional needed each year. The reality is the current fiscal climate does not allow that, right? And we are, we are nothing else if not realistic. Everybody knows what the state's financial outlook is. We've gone from multi-billion dollar surpluses in the out years to now multi-billion dollar deficits. Uh, there's also a real debt constraint. On the state, you know, these types of things are are bonded and, and financed as capital expenses appropriately should be. There's a debt cap issue here. So what we are looking for this year, and when I say we, it's not just AGC. We've got a coalition of 40-some-odd organizations, business, labor, local governments, tourism, agriculture, you name it, that are supporting this. We're looking for a $400 million increase this year for core DOT needs, not spending on the on the mega signature projects. Those assets are what drive your conditions, right? So where we see these condition declines for, for pavements and bridges, that's core DOT capital needs. That $400 million will essentially bail out the inflationary impact that the capital program has seen so that the capital program will be able to deliver the projects that it anticipated. And then on the local side, the local governments, and we're supporting this ask as well, are looking for a $250 million, I think is the figure increase. They want to restore the $100 million that were cut, was cut in the executive budget, and they're looking for an additional $150 million for their needs. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Mike Elmendorf, President and CEO of the Associated General Contractors of New York State. So when talking about the increase in funding that you'd like to see, you talked about the revenue pie as sort of a fixed game. Does that mean you won't be making the case for increasing taxes on wealthy New Yorkers to help fund some of these investments? 
it's typically not how this is funded, right? Um, you know, I think that's an argument that that others uh, can have and will have this year. You know, we have advanced ideas about how you can pay for this stuff going forward. I mean, look, the world is changing. Mm-hmm. You talk about the dedicated fund, which is paid into by people when they fill up their car at the gas pump. That's going to go out of vogue here in, in New York if you if the policies that are in place continue. Um, and you've got more and more New Yorkers driving electric vehicles, driving hybrid vehicles. Uh, you know, we're looking at other alternative fuel vehicles. Right now, there's no mechanism for those drivers to pay for the system that they're using. We think that's something that the governor and legislature should be looking at, because if we're really looking at being a national leader in driving folks uh, away from internal combustion engine vehicles, there needs to be a revenue stream where those drivers, it's basically a user fee, pay for the roads and bridges they're driving on. It's also worth noting that, you know, if you're moving people into electric vehicles, they're a heck of a lot heavier than their internal combustion engine counterparts. So they're going to have an even bigger toll on the condition of roads and bridges. They're going to beat up those pavements even more, uh, you know, so that's got to be part of the conversation. So there needs to be a revenue discussion. There has been a lot of appetite for that. Um, But especially as we change the type of vehicles that people are driving and we reduce gas tax revenues, if we're successful in doing that, you've got to replace that somewhere. Sticking with where the money for these types of investments come from, part of the money is derived from the state's Highway and Bridge Trust Fund, which goes back over 30 years now. Is this a case where all the revenue for that fund is getting invested back into roads and bridges, or is any of that fund getting siphoned off elsewhere and needs to be brought back home for roads and bridges? Uh, yes, no, and yes, I think are the short answers to that question. Um, you know, look, the dedicated fund, or as I call it, the not-so-dedicated fund, uh, you know, it was originally meant to be a lockbox mm-hmm. where gas tax revenues would go in, and then they would it would be a pay-go type system where they would finance or pay for the needs of the system. Almost immediately stopped being that, right? The, the governor, past governors and legislatures decided to lard on uh, other expenses, operational expenses, DMV expenses, snow removal, things that are not uh, capital expenses onto the dedicated fund as part of the, you know, the game that goes on every year around this time when, it, when you're trying to balance a budget. So that's problem number one. Problem two is the dedicated fund has been poorly managed. Its biggest expenditure annually is is uh, debt service, not capital expenditures. It is part of how they finance the, the capital program, but it's certainly not what it was intended to be. And long term, it's got a shelf life because, again, you are by policy, reducing gas tax revenues as you are reducing the prevalence of vehicles that are fueled by fuel that pays pays into that fund, right, if that makes sense. You know, it is part of the conversation, uh, and it is part of how this is done now. But if you look at the growth in the capital program, right now we're looking at the big increase we got from the federal infrastructure bill. Under, you know, former Governor Cuomo, a lot of the growth was through bonding and, and personal income tax bonds that funded a lot of the increases that he drove. There needs to be a holistic conversation about long-term, how do you pay for this? Because again, we're changing the world, right, by changing uh, the types of vehicles that people drive. And, and the needs are increasing as a result of that as well. Governor Hochul has made a big deal about addressing potholes in New York. And when she goes around the state, claims that we've been victorious uh, in our effort to combat potholes. How should we think of the state's investments in this area specifically? And you drive around New York. Are we doing a good job combating potholes? No. And if your measure of success is that you're filling potholes, you're doing it wrong. 
right? Your measure of success should be we're not getting potholes because we are maintaining the roads in a way and, and doing the right kinds of treatments and repairs to roads so that you don't have potholes. Uh, yeah, potholes are a fact of life in New York and in the Northeast in any state where you've got the freeze-thaw pattern and, and uh, weather that goes from being real hot to real cold, that's not a friend to pavements. You're going to get potholes. But, you know, filling potholes is like running around putting Band-Aids on or, or trying to stick your finger in, in leaks. Mm -hmm. The real goal ought to be to prevent them in the first instance. And, you know, that's what a properly fully funded capital program will do. It's not what we've had. And the unfortunate thing is if we don't do something here at the end of this five-year capital plan, which is the end of the federal highway program under the historic infrastructure bill that Senator Schumer and Republican members of the House delegation were instrumental in delivering to New York was a more than 50% increase in funding for roads and bridges in New York. Almost unbelievably, if we don't do something here to shore up this capital program, we will have worse road and bridge conditions at the end of that bill than we had before, which is unconscionable. Is that issue of being... I guess a penny wise and a pound foolish when it comes to focusing on filling potholes, whether as opposed to addressing the underlying problems. Is that a recurring problem in our response to road and bridge upkeep? For example, are we spending not enough on the right materials or making sort of short term fixes as opposed to making long term investments and paying for the right materials? I don't think it's a question of materials. I think it's a question of the type of work and repairs that you're doing, right? So when you look at a road, you know, you've got a road that probably needs to be reconstructed, right? It needs significant work. The resources aren't there to do it. So instead they do a mill and fill. They do a thin overlay. The road looks good, right? Feels good. Seems like it's in great shape to, to, the, lay, to the layperson, the driver, for a year. And then you get through winter, you get into spring, and the road that looked good and rode nicely last year is coming apart again. And people say, why is that happening? Because you're not, you're not doing the right, more significant type of work on the road. And it's a decision that's driven by resources, right? I mean, you know, the DOT and, and local highway departments, they're doing the best they can with what they have. They're in triage mode. This is not a Kathy Hochul issue. It wasn't an Andrew Cuomo issue. It's decades of underinvestment in infrastructure, not just in New York, but in, in many parts of the country. You know, we have unique challenges in New York. We're an older state. We built a lot of this stuff before other regions did. Mentioned it before, we have winter, which doesn't help. Um, so there's reasons why our stuff gets beat up more. Um, but it's a, it's a decades-long problem. The reality is the federal infrastructure bill really gave us an opportunity to change that, right, and to move that dial back towards the state of good repair. You know, there were some budgetary decisions made two years ago, which we talked about, where the state reduced its its level of investment in the program by over $2 billion, which were, was concerning, especially when we saw what was on the horizon with inflation. And here we are. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Mike Elmendorf. He's the president and CEO of the Associated General Contractors of New York State. Mike, thanks for visiting us. Thank you, sir. Always good to see you. Join us again for Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.